Welcome to the Our Team Podcast, powered by EXP Realty. Are you an agent looking to level up? Are you someone looking to buy or sell real estate? Fantastic. This is the show for you. Welcome back to the Our Team Podcast, where we talk about everything that we want to talk about. Everything we want to talk about. Right. <laughs> so uh, we've been talking in the office, uh, different things coming up. What has been new and exciting for you? Oh my gosh, I just feel like there's so much going on. You know, the market has shifted quite a bit, which I think is a gift. The gift is the shift. Um, it's doing a lot to separate the uh, really good agents from the agents that are kind of clueless out there. So it's been a good opportunity to, um, you know, really help bring up some agents. Um, and those are agents that aren't really are either, uh, I'm not even talking about agents on our team. I'm talking about just agents that I know that I've had the opportunity to sort of help out. That's been, it's been fun to do that. Um, refocus on some of the old school stuff, you know, it's really taking some, some old school tactics to, uh, stay relevant in today's market, uh, which I think would be a great topic for a podcast one day. Agreed. We should do that. Well, then so. let's talk marketing. Yeah. What are we talking about today? We're talking about listing appointments or listings and okay. the marketing there in and how important marketing really is. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. For for, for how listing. important it is for the listing. Okay. Well, that's easy. That's right in my wheelhouse. I think um, you, from the very beginning, I've always wanted to uh, show people, show sellers, that there's a huge degree of separation between um, agents that know how to market and agents that don't know how to market. Not slamming agents that just put a sign in the yard and pray that the home sells. But well, that, wor- that did <clears throat> work for the last three years. That's not working anymore with uh, the current situation. You now know, this is where you separate out the skill versus not. Yeah, I agree. It did work, um, but even even during that frenzy market that we had, you know, that exotic market that we talked about a couple months ago, three, six months ago, um, we were still selling homes for more and keeping them together for a variety of reasons because of what we were doing to market those homes. Uh, so uh, I firmly believe that if a, a seller is going to hire you to sell their home, they're there, whether they know how to vocalize this or not, you, you need to be a marketing expert. Agreed. You need to be, you need to know what to do to get that home uh, maximum exposure. And you can't just rely on, you know, iPhone photos and, and um, putting it in the MLS and, you know, just kind of chilling. You can't do that right now. It's And it, that was the point of today's podcast is to yeah. really discover and discuss at least some of what it takes to put together a positive and successful marketing yep. campaign. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I believe it matters who you list with. I really do. Um, uh, for that matter, I, I think it matters who you work with on all avenues or areas of this business. Working with a really good buyer's agent is important. Someone that offers a really good VIP buyer program for their buyers. Um, when you work with a listing agent that, uh, really has a comprehensive plan, a strategy, hopefully a proven strategy with, um, you know, systems that uh, make the process really easy for the seller. Uh, 
that are non-hassle for the seller, uh, and ways that are trackable, measurable, so that you can report back to the seller on a regular basis on what you're doing to get their home exposed and how, how it's playing out, you know. So good coaching that I've had over the years is all about you have to be able to track and measure everything that you do um, in order to grow because if you're not tracking and measuring, then you're, you're not able to d define what you need to tweak in order to keep moving the needle in your business. It's the same way with uh, listing a property. You need to track and measure its performance out there in the marketplace. Otherwise, you're kind of blind. Well, right? let, let's get into it. I know yeah. that uh, just before we sat down, we were uh, finalizing a, uh, a listing right now going into the MLS. Yeah. So let's talk about what we're going to do to make that property successful. Well, I think it starts with the eye candy. Um, one of the things that you have to recognize as a marketer is that um, about 98% of the people that are searching for homes are starting online. So you have to have a really clean, very sexy looking listing, right? <clears throat> so it, it starts with making sure that the home is ready. Because <laughs> if if the home's not ready, then there's really nothing you can do to make it look really eye-catching. If you're just selling a property that uh, is going to just be a distressed sale, or maybe you're just getting it out there because the seller needs to do a fire sale on it and they just, just get, get it gone, it's going to be one of those properties that is just simply um, an investor opportunity, then this is different. But if you really want to get top dollar for a really nice home, then you've got to start with getting the, ho the house ready. I'm talking about assisting your clients with the necessary people to help them dial in the yards, right? Restaging the inside. I don't think there's a listing that we do that we don't restage. I'm not talking about staging necessarily, but restaging what's already there. Because when you're living in a house every day, it's nice to have, you know, those three love seats in the family room because you can fit all six of your family there and they, you know, it's perfect. But when you're selling that home, you probably need to get rid of that one love seat that's completely blocking the flow of the house, right? Of, of that space. So restaging things, decluttering a little bit, um, depersonalizing is probably a better way to word that, but those things are super important. From there, it's now, and once the house is ready, then it's taking a really close look at what you're going to do to get those images, you know, captured in a way that it looks really spectacular. Are we talking iPhone or are we talking real, real camera? I got to admit, I can do some pretty cool stuff with my iPhone these days. We're not talking about you, <laughs> and we're not talking about how awesome you are. I'm not, it's not even me. It's just that the, the iPhone, if you know how to edit and you know how to take, take – I've, I've, actually, I've actually done some crazy stuff with the iPhone, even on real estate listings, just to see if I can do it. It ended up being more work than it should have been because when you use really good gear, it's, it's easy. Um, but I'm talking about having – photos that are super wide angle but not obnoxiously wide not a fishbowl not a fishbowl um, or make, fish eye making sure there's no angle distortion in those photos so it just looks really pleasing to the eye you know not having the camera up too high down too low just making sure you're working with a photographer that really understands composition right it's not about just taking pictures of from the four corners of the room that doesn't really tell a story you know um, but 
having uh, really good wide angle images where everything is completely balanced in the way it's exposed. And that includes outside where it's, you know, if you're exposing for indoors, you're grossly overexposed in the windows. So you have to be able to do what we call window pulls. It's a technique where you, you know, are, you're able to expose in different areas of the image because you're taking more than one image. You know, you're, you're, you know, spending a lot of time. And again, this is something that if you're an agent and you like photography, learn this stuff. If you're not, it's okay. Hire a good photographer. I was just going to say. Hire a good photographer. We have uh, a marketing director, so it makes it easy for our team. Exactly. But even then, we hire out the photography and the video. That way, we can focus on the editing of the picture. Exactly. You know, what's funny about just this topic, um, I, I want to have our photographer on. I think it would be fun because I would love to pick his brain about – uh, just how he composes a shot and what's going through his mind, uh, and because it's so important. And I, I, I drill down very hard on him when it comes to making sure that the photos are a certain way, editing certain things, photoshopping certain things, because um, that's my space. It's where I've been for years, and I love doing it. So photos, very, very important. Nice, wide images really tell a story. Light, bright, crisp, super tack sharp, very, very important. Um, and then from there, I think video is huge. How many agents in our Valley don't, they just don't do video at all. There's a lot that don't do video, they but don't. I'm not talking an iPhone video. No. And again, I can, you know, you can do some pretty incredible the things. The iPhone is awesome. And I'll talk about yeah. it from a buyer's agent perspective. Yeah. A, an iPhone makes great yeah. zoom ability. Oh, You're yeah. talking to a client in a different state. Or somebody yeah. who can't come and make an appointment. Yeah. FaceTime. Things but like that. that is not the video that I want to be sending on a listing. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, I will incorporate sometimes if we're doing uh, – if we've already got a great video done and I want to do some – I'm going to use that as B-roll for some other scenes I want to do uh, at the property. I'll use the iPhone. And, and that's a strategy we'll use sometimes because we want it to be a little bit lo-fi. We want it to look a little more organic, like, like we purposefully, you know, incorporated more of a, a organic or earthy vibe with the really polished stuff. You can cut between the two and you're editing. But for the most part, you're exactly right. You can't just, you're not going to use an iPhone to get the quality of video that we produce. I mean, we're shooting everything in 4K 60 frames per second, which means indoors you have to have lenses that are capable of shooting really fast or wide open to let a lot of light in. Cause when you shoot at 4k 60 frames per second, um, we do that so that everything looks really buttery, you know, in the post-production, um, and smooth cause we can slow it down to 30 frames is essentially what's happening. But great, but it you, also allows it's for expensive. The, it is, it's expensive. So if you're going to shoot that way to get a really clean buttery look, you're, you're going to be hiring an, uh, somebody that has, thousands of dollars worth of gear it, the iphone's not there it can't do it the sensor's too small things like that so if you are going to do video on the, you know your listings then it's got to be the right kind of video it can't be cheesy and um you know then then what do you do with that video because how many people actually go in the mls and they click on the virtual tour link and that's kind of a they're assuming they're going to be getting 
a um, you know a, a slideshow of photos with cheesy music. So they don't click on the virtual tour because they don't want to do that. Um, most people won't see the video from the MLS. They're going to see it because the agent knows how to leverage other platforms and get that video in front of the right audience. So we're talking about Facebook, Instagram. We're talking about YouTube. Those are all great platforms to put that video out there. Um, but then you got to drive traffic to it so that the right audience sees that video. So part of the reason why I think a lot of agents don't do video is because they get this video, they just spent a lot of money on it, and they're kind of like, now, now what do I do? What am I supposed to do with this video? So, yes, you put it in the MLS, you create a, a, a landing page for it that's not branded so you don't get in trouble, um, which means you can't just put it on your YouTube. If you put it on – if we put it on the Our Team website – or excuse me, YouTube, and put that link in the MLS, we're going to get our hand slapped every single time. Well, that's why it's important to do, like, the website. Correct. So we build custom websites for every single home. So you've got great photos, incredible video that's going out into the right places. You've got a custom landing page that you have you get two custom landing pages, actually three the way we do it, but two that we'll talk about. One is non-branded, so people on the MLS, they click on it, it goes there. It says nothing about the hour team. It's just photos, video, description, especially part two listing, you know, of everything. And then um, – you have to have one that's branded because when you're doing a lot of outside of that ecosystem style of marketing, you want to make sure that when people click on it, it goes to a branded page so they can get a hold of you, <laughs> right? That's important. Well, beyond um, that, you know, we talk about it all the time. It's a place that we can also track to give stats to our sellers. Absolutely. When I tell a seller, your video has gotten 1,600 views this week and – I literally can go into the back of – I build everything on Wix platform. Squarespace and Wix are very similar. Um, I build everything there for the, for our landing pages, and I can, I can literally track because if it's a landing page, it's not a website. It's a landing page on your generic website, and so I can track which pages are getting the most activity, and so when I, I track all the activity on the page, I can see, ooh, look at how many – hits this page is going then you click on that analytic and it tells you what elements are on that page that are getting the most results so not only do i track how many people are going to the page which is a metric we use but i track how many people watch the video how many people clicked on the photo carousel and went through that how many people are clicking on the map um almost nobody clicks on the maps for some reason i don't know why that is they probably are already seeing where the home is, they already know where it is, but that's a metric I track, but it's usually in nothing. But the other metric that is is where they're coming from, so we can focus on ads and uh, you know making sure we're getting it out there. Exactly. So back when I was saying you really need to make sure that the video that you shoot goes out onto platforms where people can see it and you want to make sure that the right audience sees your, your listing video um, because there's no – it's unarguable – that if you, if you post a picture of a beautiful house and say for sale to Macula, California, it's going to get X amount of hits, right? Even if you really put a lot of money into an ad and so forth. But if you do a video, it's already going to syndicate better because all of those platforms prefer video. 
They prefer it. <laughs> you know why they prefer it? Because videos take longer, and that's more time on their system, their platforms. And they're praying that, the, that you'll allow them to put an ad in there too. Of course. So if somebody is scrolling through and they see a cool picture of a house and, oh, it's for sale, oh, nice. They jot down the note, click on it, whatever, they're gone. But if they have to watch, if they're watching a, a 30 second or 45 second video, they're on the platform longer. They're, they're more susceptible to. Here's another house. Here's or, another or, house. Or just getting hit by whatever they need to get hit by because that's what those platforms are for is for advertising. That's really what they are for. So if you're putting ads out onto Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, then you need to know Google Analytics for YouTube. Where should you put that video? Who do you need to advertise to? Google Analytics will tell you that. They'll tell you where to advertise. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, you can use third-party programs that will tell you um, this is where most people are coming based on you know, all of these metrics when, you, you know, when they're buying homes in this area. People over here in the last several months have been looking and buying homes over here where your listing is. So what do you do? You make sure that you advertise heavy in those areas where people are coming from, at least to, to see. Now, there's some HUD uh, restrictions now. It's good that it <clears throat> ended, and it's also good that other platforms came up with a like, property boost out of KV Core. Exactly, and I, I love using property boost because it'll do a lot of the homework for me. Um, but again, it, it's, all, it's a matter of just it, going back to what we talked about initially, getting the house ready incredible photos, incredible video, where to put that video, how to track and measure how those things are doing. Um, we forgot to talk about 3D. Well, I was going to say we've got, oh. we've got two topics left, and one of them is going to be 3D, <laughs> which we kind of touched on, yeah. but circle prospecting. Well, let's talk about is, 3D for a second. Okay. 3D is something I can't stand. And if you're listening to this podcast, which I'm sure you are, I'm sure you're already subscribed, and I'm sure you're already like you know leaving great comments for us. But if you're listening to this and you're saying, oh, 3D, I hate 3D. I'm right there with you. I can't stand it. I hate going on a listing and seeing that there's no video. There's just a couple of photos and a 3D link. Because now I have to go through the hassle of clicking a circle and dragging myself around and looking around the room. and just I, I don't like it. it. I don't like the dots because you're stuck in a spot. Right. But they will say that that's better because now you control the video. Versus somebody that's just doing yeah. the video. Well, it's not even a, a video. It's actually, um, they we use 3D cameras, and we take 3D worth of photos, actually hundreds of photos, stitch them together. And the software allows you to drag yourself around in a room and look at all those stitched together photos. It's a 3D. It's like a, um, it's, a it's photos. So not only it doesn't look that great because you can't take multiple exposures and fix problems where you know you have exposure issues but you also um it's just cumbersome it takes you know 20 minutes to get through the house when you can get through a house in four minutes looking at every picture or list or watch a one minute video you yeah. see what i'm saying so but but so then why is 3d important there's two reasons 3d is really important in a house even though i don't like 3d number one is there's a lot of platforms out there that will syndicate out your second virtual tour, which for us, that's the 3D link. And if you have more than one virtual link, you'll get better placement on those platforms. Um, by the way, Zillow is one of those platforms. 
So Zillow has 200 million people coming to their sites every month or to their site every month. So that's an important, uh, you know, that's a, it's an important platform for you to understand how it works and play by their rules because you want your stuff to syndicate there and have top placement. If you have 3D video and nice photos, it does get better placement. So, and that makes sense, right? They want that. They want their stuff to look, it's their platform. They're syndicating our stuff, but they want, they're going to, they're going to give top placement to the best looking uh, video or excuse me, the best li looking listings that are, that are, that are complete with video, with 3D. Um, so that's the first reason you get better syndication on a lot of sites. If you have 3D and you're pushing that out from the MLS. The second reason is, um, even though we, we're really coming out of the pandemic completely, we still, uh, there's still people, we still have people that would rather just dive deep on a 3D presentation to see if they, they don't want to just go to a bunch of homes if it ends up not being right for them. Um, and so they use the 3D to confirm, yeah, I want to go see this house. So for social distancing purposes, I think 3D is important for that very small group of people now that are looking and hoping there's 3D there. Does that make sense? It does. So we're almost out of time. Okay. So our final piece is going to be circle prospecting, which is the old school way, postcards and mailers. It is. Um, and a little bit of door knocking. <laughs> That's right. A little bit of door knocking never hurt anybody except that one person. Um, so I think circle prospecting is huge. Also, a lot of agents don't even know what it means. Uh, but, it, but it's huge. It's so we're, we're doing all these things to make sure that our listings get out there and they have a lot of traction. Um, but your neighbor is actually but, key. But a lot of times good buyers come from right there in the neighborhood. And so you can't, you can't leave that piece out. So what we do, um, what we love to train our team to do um, is circle prospecting. Literally take the address of the home you're listing, draw a big circle around it, and um, and you usually only go out to 200 to 400 homes. It's not you're not drawing you're not go, doing a you know a citywide circle, but you go out about 400 people, 400 homes, and then you do the best you can using today's best tools, which we have and we have access to, to find out. Um, who the most likely sellers are in there. Um, so you can get more listings in that neighborhood, but also who, um, you, so, okay, let me stop for a second. We're doing two things when we circle prospect, very important. We're finding the most likely buyers in that neighborhood so that they can see our listing and see what we do so they can hire us to list when they're ready. Correct. That's the main reason. It's a recruit. It's a it's a marketing tool. It's a marketing tool to get listings. Yep. But we're also letting everybody know. So we only hit the most likely sellers with a certain message, but then we hit everyone, including those sellers, so they get hit twice, uh, with the message of here's a listing. If you know anyone that's looking to buy it, if you want to help choose who your neighbors are, you know. So we're we're, doing, we're using the info that we get from our circle prospecting and gathering phone numbers, gathering emails and addresses for getting more listings and for letting those neighbors know that we have something, you know, open house coming. And then, um, you know, first it's, it's coming soon, open house, then it's a just sold 
you know, went or you know, uh, just went to escrow that kind of thing. You use, try to use that. The it's uh, the five touches. Yeah, or or even three, you know, coming soon, open house, and then um, sold. sold. If you're doing all of that on every one of your listings, regardless of the market, and this is key, regardless of the market conditions, because there's times when you can just put a sign in the yard and you can put it in the MLS and you're going to get calls. But if you're doing this all the time and it's just built in and baked into your business model and you're doing all of these things, what's going to happen is you will get the call. Because we get calls all the time and say, hey, how'd you hear about us? I don't know. I just see your marketing on social media. I've seen your – we have a listing right now. I'm squirreling, but we got to – I need to share this. We have a listing right now in Rancho Bella Vista where when I asked, how did you, how did you hear about us? How did you find us? He said, well, I got an email from you about another listing in the neighborhood. And then I think you left me a voicemail, but I missed the call. That was a slide. I was slide. Like, that was a slide drop. <laughs> that was a slide voice. And then um, I got a postcard. I think I got two or three postcards. Um, and then I went on Zillow and I saw that you guys sold a couple in my neighborhood. So I'm just I'm not sure. I, so that's a perfect example of synergy in your marketing, right? It's not just a postcard or a sign in the yard. Funny thing is, we've sold about ten in this in the last year and a half. We've probably sold ten in this neighborhood, and he's never seen a single sign. So that time, it wasn't the sign that did it. It right. wasn't the open house signs that did it. It was the circle prospecting, the circle prospecting piece that, that did it. So, and if you're doing all of those things, great photos or great prepping, great photos, great video, 3D, circle prospecting, finding the relevant audience, getting them out there, building landing pages, driving people to, to do that, you're, 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 you're going to get more business as an agent. But you're also able to track and measure what you're really doing to get exposure for the client so they can get excited about hiring you. Correct. So, huge, huge degree of separation between the average agent who's winging it and what we do. And with so. that, thank you for your time. And we're going to be out. And people shouldn't worry. We're going to talk about circle prospecting in depth. I think it's, a, it's a topic that has to be done. We definitely do. And I think uh, – I, I don't. We're not, I'm not gonna. When we do that, I don't want to hold back on it. We're gonna give the secret sauce on it. So. I think we're gonna give a lot of the secret sauce now. But thank you everybody <laughs> okay. for listening. And uh, thank you for checking in. Hey, wait! Before you go, I wanted to quickly thank you for tuning in to the Our Team podcast. And whether you're listening on Facebook Live or you're tuning in on YouTube or maybe listening to a podcast. I wanted to just say, if you found any value in this, would you please take the time to like and subscribe, and if you leave a comment, that really helps the show as well. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.